This is Scott from Reno, Nevada, fan of the greatest jersey in all of sports, frankly. And by that, of course, I'm referencing the Arizona Coyotes Kachina jersey. Come on, Adam, you know it's true. And you are all listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast brought to you by the Chicago Wolf Store. Check them out, chicagowolfstore.com. Get your championship Calder Cup trophy gear. PHN15 is the code. Get it while you can. Enjoy it. And, uh, you know, you, you may, you know, Richard, as, as we sit here, as, as we video this, uh, you know, you may have your Stanley Cup champion gear on, but that team doesn't sponsor us. So I think Calder Cup gear, way better. <laughs> way, way better. And to be fair, this isn't cha- uh, Stanley Cup championship gear. It's just the a, team. Uh, I mean, the team did it. It's a. It, it's just a Stanley Cup jersey. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's my second one, but it, it's that's all it is. Well, Wolves are losing a key piece, by the way, next year. Oh yeah, yeah. Josh Lifo is uh, he signed a one way contract uh, with with the Blues, the parent club that they were splitting a bit with them. But yeah. So he's he goes from AHL's uh, version of the Con Smythe to one-way contract with the Blues. Twenty-nine-year-old third-round pick is going to be an NHLer next year. Awesome, good on him. So, yeah. um, yesterday because this is uh, Thursday the fourteenth. By the way, this is Adam Minnick, Richard Cote. This is like pop-up style of PHN summer hockey right here. So we, we don't have lines. It's just it's kind of like three ice. Yeah, whoever shows up and gets out there, you know, you just skate around and uh, score a few goals. Exactly. And I, I probably still wouldn't, but yeah, you, you get out there and do what you can. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we have like a blue area and a line you watch, been watching any of that three ice. Stuff? No, I, ha- I have not. No, I, I, I it's, it's something <laughs> I, I think they need to play in smaller arenas. That that's, that's about all I can say with that one. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I, I definitely, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think it's on the CBS sports network Okay, is where you find it. But, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, am I, I mean, it's hockey in the summer. So of course my, my craziness sits there on a Saturday. If I'm home, <laughs> sure. Let's watch three ice for an hour. With you. It's great. <laughs> right. Hey, I know some of these names. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, millions of dollars yesterday exchanged, uh, well, I guess it didn't exchange hands. Millions of dollars were put on ink yesterday in ink mm-hmm. yesterday, lots of years. Um, some uh, some interesting names going back and forth. Uh, names not going anywhere <laughs> type thing. You know, it's you know kind of started last week at the draft with trades. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ottawa making a big splash. You know, Debrinket and Talbot now in Ottawa, so they're definitely on their way up. And they added free agent Claude Giroux, who kind of goes home to his boyhood uh, team in the area he grew up, and uh, veteran presence in that locker room. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it seems like Ottawa's actually trying to make a move to be competitive in their division. What's that like? I haven't noticed them be competitive in like five years. Their uh, their late owner is probably rolling in his grave with the amount of money they're spending. Oh, wow. Because Eugene yeah. Melnick was not known for that. <laughs> Which is why they weren't competitive very well. Like well, very I often. Mean, yeah. They go hand in hand. But so, yeah, it's, you know, them and so you, you, you go Drew to Toronto. So they've definitely upgraded up front. Um, mm-hmm. and, and definitely, I mean, I, I think so on the back. I mean, it, it waits to see with that, uh, if, if Talbot's an upgrade of Matt Murray, uh, 
you know, you kind of stay in the bottom, the top of the bottom of that Easter, however you want to term it. But, you know, Detroit also made some moves right away in free agency, adding to their uh, thing. Frenchie, David Perron leaves St. Louis again because that seems like every other year that becomes uh, a thing. Um, Even Doug Armstrong said that in his press conference uh, about it. But um, what I find, you know, both those teams, um, you know, with with, with Detroit and um, Ottawa, they got better, Richard. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they're, they're not like cup contenders yet. And I'm not, I mean, they're, you know, almost they're 30 points away last year from the playoffs. You know, you got to be a hundred point team in the East. It looks like to be in the playoffs. So are they even playoff contenders in your mind? Just given what the rest of the division is doing right now, I, I see that hundred point mark in the Atlantic division and also possibly in the metropolitan division, uh, not being as hard of a mark to make the playoffs as it was in years past. Uh, Just the names that have been thrown around in free agency and trades in the last couple of weeks. I think what Ottawa and what Detroit have done have taken them from, we'll think about it next year to it's a possibility. I, I, I wouldn't ink them in as a playoff contender, but I think they are right there on the fringe, depending on how other teams gel together in the upcoming season, uh, depending on possibly injuries they could sneak their way into that second wildcard spot. Yeah. You kind of wonder if they've done enough. I mean, there's definitely a both team. I mean, Detroit has had a plan. So now they're taking the next step. Mm-hmm. Ottawa finally has a plan. It seems, you know, after years of nobody understanding what the Ottawa plan was. Yeah. It, it's, it's 25 points, you know, 30 points. It's, there's a lot to me riding on how does Boston finish up the, the season. The, the and Washington. Now, I don't think Washington got better with, with the moves that, that we've seen in the last week, you know, from there. Um, I'm not sure. So they didn't get better. Pittsburgh, I don't think got better. Boston, I don't think got better. In fact, if Bergeron doesn't come back to Boston, I'd argue that they're going to be in a worse situation. Absolutely. So you've got three teams that you know, from 100 to 107 points there that were the last three teams in in the playoffs. You take a few points away from them. You add a few points to Detroit, Ottawa. I'm discounting Buffalo because I don't think Buffalo got better. Um, Then, you know, they could be knocking at the door. You know, and and of course, we also have a couple other teams that may have gotten better. Islanders haven't gotten better. Columbus, I you know, they got a guy that can score now. Yeah. But so, yeah, I, I think it's good. I think to me, Detroit and Ottawa were the, were the two teams to watch and they didn't disappoint in the last year, really in the opening of the free agent season. I'm going to throw out one other team who I, I think did extremely well um, in the first day of free agency and the, the names that they picked up, you know, given some trades and around the draft. I think Carolina. Oh, for sure. I mean, that, yeah. that let's hold off on that because that, that, that they get their own segment. Oh, you okay. You, I mean, we'll, that's we'll easy. We'll, yeah. save, we'll save their transactions okay. here for a bit. Cause that, I mean, but I, I'm, they don't, I mean, that's a team that we'll get to that. I'm talking about the teams that are right on that cusp okay. and take the next step. Teams on the cusp. Yes. Uh, definitely Columbus, Detroit, Ottawa. I think to an extent, New Jersey, 
they, they're uh, getting you know, better. I don't know we, if they're on the cusp yet. Well, they're, but they're they're, I'm giving them incomplete right now because they have a lot of cap space left with a lot of guys left out there. They're not done making moves. No. And I, there's I, more to come with, with Jersey before we can close the book on their free agent frenzy. Yeah. And, and I want to say that, you know, um, I, I think probably the biggest turning point is going to be what happens with PK Subban. Cause that, that is, if they want to try and bring him back, they're going to have to spend a lot of that cap space to bring him back. I don't see a $9 million offer out there for PK Subban. I, I don't either. So I, I don't know if he's coming back to New Jersey and then, you know, what are they going to do to fill that hole? Yeah. I, I also think you, you watch Calvin DeHaan. He still is unsigned and he's a pretty good, you know, third slash, you know, he's like a two, three, four guy, uh, you know, probably a set, best second pairing, but there's a guy that can improve a team and New Jersey would be kind of a fit for him. Um, I actually thought he was going to go to Detroit until, until they kind of made their moves yesterday on the back end. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think Jersey, Jersey's the one team along with, I guess the Islanders, the two teams, I would say they're still, I give them incomplete grades. Okay. Because I think those are teams looking like Islanders looking to return to where they were, you know, two years ago, Jersey looking to take that next step with Ottawa and Detroit, you know, the other teams on there, Dallas, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Chicago, Buffalo, Arizona, Anaheim. No, I mean, I mean, I'm not like teams with a lot of cap space, but they're not doing anything next year. You know, let's not kid ourselves. Um, You know, a team that remained quiet, which I think is a problem was Nashville. Yeah. There's a team that had, yeah, no, had money. They're meddling. They're, they're in that. They are so in the middle ground, you know, fit finished in the wild card. Didn't get a hundred points, you know, they're in the tougher division, you know, but once again, like there's a team that I, I, I don't know, like, Nothing. It was kind of like, eh, okay. I mean, nothing. No. Uh, and I was, I was just as shocked to see that because given the division they are in, you got other teams making big moves to, to improve themselves. You have the defending Stanley cup champions in your division. Uh, you have the St. Louis blues who are looking to avenge a, a second round loss. You have Minnesota who's only getting better you're not going to be able to compete in that division much longer. And, you know, yeah, them and Dallas seem to be treading water, but you got to, you know, factor in what Winnipeg is doing to, to improve. Chicago's not going to be the punching bag they were next season. I, they're not. I don't think they're going to be. I think they're going to be, oh, they're going to be worse. They're going to be a punching bag. I don't think they're going to be the punching bag that they were. They're I Arizona guess. bad. You think they're going to be Arizona oh, bad? I think they're Arizona bad. I mean, I, I mean, Arizona will be the punching bag of that. They division. have nobody to score and also nobody to stop the puck from going in the net. Besides that, the Hawks look great. <laughs> you take those two things away, they're uh, going to have a great season. Okay, well, uh, who, who's finishing? Uh, who's finishing in front between Arizona and Chicago? Is death not an option? Death is not an option. I mean. <laughs> I think default Chicago is going to finish on uh, in front of Arizona. Ah, jeez, I don't. I mean, boy, in the way too early prediction cycle, I, it's. I, I mean, who's going to have a better year? Whoever ends up in the net for Arizona, or, I mean, Chicago just supposedly solve their problem with Peter Morazic and Alex Stalock. I mean, 
I mean, I could see Arizona finishing ahead. Really? They could. Okay. I mean, you also have to remember the Hawks are most likely going to finish the year without Patrick Kane. That's true. I mean, he's a dead, him and Taze are a deadline deal waiting to happen. Yep. And, and you take away, I mean, Taves, I don't know if he's a first line center anymore. You know, he, he, that, that injury bug got him, but I mean, you're taking away one of the top five offensive players in the league and Kane off the team. You already took away a 40 goal score in Debrinket. You didn't, you take away their second line guy in Dylan Strom, who was probably the best center with Kane this past year. We're spending, I mean, Max Domi's not the, I, yeah, I don't even want to talk about the Blackhawks. They're so just, they're bad. It's a, who cares? Them or Arizona. I mean, who cares who finishes last? I, I'm just, going I'm just to. curious what your opinion was on the upcoming oh. season. If, if they're going to be better or worse in Arizona, that, I think that's the, the, the benchmark of how bad I, you think the Black Sox are going to finish. I don't, I don't think the Hawks have gotten better than 68 points. And I'm not sure Arizona got worse than 57 points. It's hard saying to get worse than. So you, you know what I mean? So yeah, okay. Like they're just gonna kind of. I mean, those two teams in Philly are, are. I mean, Philly has their their cap situation is terrible. But um, you know, going back to Nashville, it's a team that has nine million of cap space. They have a lot of contracts that are going to be on the books for a bunch of years, but they still have nine million dollars to upgrade. And to just be quiet yesterday, it's a team that. You know, a couple pieces there that click, and, and you're in the top of the division. Yeah. Uh, as long I, as you believe in UC Soros, which I do. I think he's a solid goalie. He is a solid goalie. I just don't think they have a solid backup for him. And as we've talked before, you need a solid backup to be a yeah. contender in the NHL anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Carolina. Okay. Wow. <laughs> just wow I, I i mean max pasciaretti on an expiring deal for future considerations like this is a guy that could score 30 goals or he can get injured and not score anything but you have the cap space you still have cap space oh by the mm-hmm. way they got brett burns too they had like 13 million dollars of cap space yesterday used and they still have plenty of cap space left to upgrade their team like <laughs> Did anybody have a better day than Don Waddell yesterday? I, I would argue not. Yeah, man. Oh, the, the, the jerks get jerkier. It's just, um, yeah. I mean, for, and, and, Car- and Carolina got San Jose to retain a third of that three-year deal back <laughs> on their books. This is going to be my favorite to come out of the East at this point. Um, oh, how can it not be? They are looking spectacular. They still have $4 million in caps projected cap space. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what they're going to spend it on. I don't need, know what they need to spend it on right now. Uh, but they are right now. They are looking at probably one of the prime positions of, you know, coming out of the East and winning the cup yeah. next year. They, they've, they've got a Martin. Acos still needs to be signed. He's a UFA coming off his entry level deal. So he's probably a couple million. He'll probably take up about half that. I mean, he's due for a raise being a third line guy. Um, but I mean, after this year, they have a lot of questions up front. Don't get me wrong. And, and, and oh, yeah. goaltending, but I mean, this is, I mean, this, this is a team that just got better yesterday. 
And good on Don Waddell. I mean, it, it's you lock up Svechnikov, so you got him locked up. Yasperi's locked up. Slavin's locked up. Brent Burns is now locked up. He's 37, so we'll see what you have left in the tank, you know, in three more years of that. Pacioretty, I mean, to me, if Pacioretty can stay healthy and get back to 70% of what he was, like 25-plus goals out of him, if he touches 30 again, even better. That That's all you need with what's, surround, with what's yeah. around him. Like, he doesn't even need to be 70% of what he was. He, he just needs to be on the ice. His, he just needs to have that presence. I think if he's even 25%, that is a major improvement, and that's money well spent by Carolina. And, and this is the first time I can remember in years we don't have a goaltending question about Carolina. No. I mean, they know they're going in with Freddie Anderson. Mm-hmm. Ron does the backup. They've Apparently, I mean, Kachikev, who had to fill in there in New York, the goalie of the future, they're high on him at 23 years old. Yeah. It, I, I, yeah, I... I I mean, if anybody won free agency in the first 24 hours, it was the team that didn't sign a single free agent, essentially, and made two big trades. <laughs> right. To give up nothing. Yeah. And nothing. Yeah. And have plenty to spend if they need to bring in one more body. Because, yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't know. If there, there's enough we could say about how, how well, good of a job Carolina did. Yep. The, the, yeah. And, I mean, it, they, they win. I think we've nailed that. I think Ottawa and Detroit did a good job. Um, give credit to Edmonton. They upgraded their goaltender situation. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, Campbell definitely better than Mike Smith at this point. Than a mailbox? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Um, I don't know about you, the most puzzling. So the guy that I feel, sorry, the guy that I, I question the most and be like, huh? Eh? Uh, Jenny Hockey to Columbus. Yeah, that was that. That was an odd one. Turned down um, money. Turned down more money. But apparently, like, they're expecting their first kid. Mm-hmm. They're 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 Philadelphia area people. Apparently, is where family is. Philly can't sign anybody. Like we no. just talked about. Was this the closest team that made them an offer to the Philadelphia metro area? <sighs> no Jersey. No Islanders stepped in. Well, I, I thought the I thought the Devils made him an offer, and that was the one he turned down, right? Well, supposedly he turned down the big offer he turned down was like ten million dollars a year from Calgary. Okay, um, I I could have sworn, I, and don't quote me on this because I I don't remember where I saw, but I could have sworn New Jersey made him an offer, and maybe it didn't compete with what Columbus was going to give him. But yeah, I mean, rumors were flying that he yeah. he wanted out of Calgary. Um, and yeah, to be close to your hometown. Sure. But to it, to a team that I don't know, in my mind is not going to be a contender this upcoming season. Like they, they might get into the playoffs by default, depending on how the rest of their division stacks up. But I, I don't see them going anywhere. If, if they make it to the playoffs, they're, they're not getting out of the first round. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, the rumor was Jersey was trying to trying to get him, but you know, and what's interesting is people. I mean, the original rumors that he wanted twelve million dollars a season. Well, he, he didn't get twelve; he, he got well below that. Um, what's interesting is reports were saying that the Devils were willing to go willing to go up to like ten and a half a season, but I'm not mm-hmm. believing that because he accepted the Columbus offer for way below that, 
And Jersey would have made more sense being a Philly guy than Columbus. I just, I guess maybe he he thought the situation in Columbus was better than Jersey, but I don't don't know. I mean, does, does he have any ties to the coaching staff in Columbus? Like he's been in Calgary his whole career. Yeah. I, I don't know that, that one, uh, that one puzzled me a bit. Yeah. And he claims uh, Columbus was one of the teams he circled. I'm like, good news conference. Way to, way to win the, way to win the PR. Good job, Johnny. (laughs) Good job, Boudreaux. Yeah. I, I mean, in a way, New Jersey's a loser because of that. The Island are, are losers because of that, you know, of, of yesterday, if you do your winners and losers kind of table. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just, it, it's what's interesting to me too. The biggest talk, I mean, it, it's the East, the East made, made a lot more splashy moves in the West yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in the East, or sorry, in the West, it was Manson, Helm, Nakushkin, Luckin, and they're all staying in, in Colorado. Okay. Yeah, no brainer there. You know, Sorelli, Cermak, and Sergachev is what's going on in Tampa. The question was Sorelli. They, they were able to keep him. Mm-hmm. Looks like Evander, I mean, Evander Kane, he's staying in Edmonton. I'm actually not shocked. I was shocked that he was willing to take a discount and not test the market for a few days. Oh, you, you, you've seen the asterisk around that, right? Well, with the legal case yeah, piece of it. With, it, with it, the arbitration. It, it's not going to happen. No, well, it, I, I think it was more likely to happen until he signed yesterday. And it, to me, it seems like people have talked to some legal counsel. You don't sign that unless you're pretty sure it's going to go your way. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing, I mean, nothing big happened in the West. Really? No. I can think of that kind of like I looked, but every, like I was doing all my tracking yesterday and it's like, I mean, I think the biggest, one of the biggest losses, the biggest losses are in the West with Goudreau. Mm-hmm. And I think Perron leaving St. Louis is going to hurt St. Louis in that whole front depth. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You know, um, it's, it's, it was definitely, like I said, it was just interesting just to see the lack of West. That's what struck out to me is stuck out to me was no big things in the West. And also, no. what in God's name is San Jose doing re-signing Aaron Dell? Like, uh, how many times do you have to watch this story? <laughs> I, I mean... Uh, it's a minor signing, but why? I mean, you had other big names you could have gone after, and you, you stick with a guy who's been mediocre when he's been great. Yeah. And I guess the most non-surprising thing, and tell me if you disagree, if you had a more or less surprising re-signing... Okay. Uh, Evgeny Malkin staying in Pittsburgh. Yeah, not. not I, I, mean, I know he was testing the free agent and then signed. Like, like, did anybody really believe he was truly testing anything? I I think he was testing to see if Pittsburgh would give him just a little bit more money, but he was taking the offer no matter what. He he wants to stay with Crosby. He wants to stay with that core. He yep. he's not going anywhere for the rest of his career. We know this. Yeah, I just I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> I guess maybe the cute story of the day: the Stahl brothers are back together. Oh yeah, yeah. saw that identical deals. <laughs> One for seven hundred fifty k in Florida. So, yay, Stalls. I, I, I we we should uh, research this in the off season. I wonder uh, what the the best brother combo is like on the same team. How many I, I, points? Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll do pure points. Probably the Sutters. 
if it's brother, I, I bet you one of the Sutter brother combinations had the most points in a single season. Not the Sedins. Oh, I forgot about them already. Well, they, they, don't, they don't count. I mean, like that's yeah, they're twins. They're not brothers. They're twins. It's a whole different rule. Okay. Different rule. Right. Different rule. I, I, yeah, it kind of is because you have to sign them at the same time. You know, you don't get to space them out a little bit. You don't get one. And that was easy. I mean, yeah. yeah, no, I mean the city. Oh, the, 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 they're by far the best. I mean, they're by far have all the records of the brothers. A, a regular season. Yeah, regular yeah. season. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought I like I thought that was like not counting those guys because like oh, they're okay. <laughs> but after you admit you forgot about them, but you know, well, sure. Okay. Yeah, I, well, it just yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, there was really nothing. Like, none of the West teams are like, huh. Like, yeah, I didn't see any, any stark improvements. And as we just touched on, you know, we saw three big, you know, teams take hits. We saw uh, St. Louis, Vegas, and um, well, I guess San Jose San, with Burns. San Jose, sorry, St. Louis took a hit, but they also made two good signings. Um, the Nicoletti 4x4, four four, I think, is a good number. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good signing on their blue line. Uh, you know, he, it's going to take him to his age 35 year. Robert Thomas is, that's the one that they just sunk in their next piece to of, you know, eight for 65. That's over an $8 million cap hit for a 23 year old player. Now he had 77 points last year. He's got a lot of speed. The dude really, if he pans out, that's a great signing and it's mm-hmm. a great number, but I mean, he basically just committed to him you know, for the better part of the next decade, which at 23 years old, I'm, I'm fine with that. So they, you know, they almost made a choice of let's lock up Thomas. You know, we're going to let Perron walk at the same time. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know about you, but were you surprised at all about the number of like five plus year contracts? I, I could we saw a couple of eight year contracts out there. No, I simply thought- because I think they know like, two years of flat cap type thing more is coming. And I think the, I think the players are also realizing the cap's not going to go up a ton in the future. So I think they're taking the stability of it. I think teams are taking the stability. I mean, there was a lot less gambling going out there, you know, instead of guys going for six and seven, I think that, that $5 million range, you know, five to four to six years seem to be 5 million. The eight year guys were like eight to nine and a half million. Yeah, you know, it, it was really an interesting thing piece, but no, I think a lot of guys were were there. I mean, I I was surprised Malkin went for four years. I I, didn't, I wasn't sure that they were going to offer four years worth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sure he wanted it, but I I was surprised that they did. Yeah, you know, that takes him to 39. Um, but no, I the five seems to be. I mean, that's the going rate for a 20 goal guy. That's the going rate for a second pair defenseman. You know, oh. the teeters on the first. That's the going rate for a starting goalie. What about the number of uh, like eight year contracts that we saw? Cause there were quite a few that, that popped out, but I also feel that there were less than we usually see at the same time. Really? Yeah. But m- most, at least I-, I thought most of the eight year guys though, they were 25 and under. You know, Nikushkin was kind of old to receive. Right. That, that, that's the one that stuck out to me. I was like, really? You're going to give him eight years. It's his last contract. Yeah. I mean, he, he's basically just committed, you know, and Colorado committed to him. Um, how would you like that as a as a Colorado fan? Is that the number you were looking for? Just too many years? I mean, what? But because he's he's still a questionable one. Yeah, he, to me that just seemed like excessive in the number of years. I'm uh, the price I'm okay with, especially the price per year. That that's fine. 
Um, but eight years just seemed a little excessive to me. I feel like that's going to be past his like useful age as, and, as a and, hockey and he player. Got, and he got the, the note, like he can do a 12 team list for a no movement clause. So it's like, yeah. You gave him the years and the no movement clause to me. Why? Why don't the? It's it's got to be one or the other. Either either you get years or you get there. I get. I mean, the question is: Was last year's career year an aberration, or is that what he is with the talent surrounding him? So there's one key piece that I think is 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 part of it, but I think it was mostly the pieces around him. And there's one piece that Colorado has not signed. I don't think they're going to be able to sign is Nazem Kadri. No, I, he, he, he probably wants around six. I, I've heard six. I've heard seven. It's, um, it's yeah. well beyond what Colorado can afford right now. I, so do you roll the dice on? So would you have rather seen Kadri? So the money is going to be about the same. Kadri mm-hmm. probably requires a few less years. Right now, require no movement clause. I mean, if it was the same money at four years for, so let's say Kadri at six by four versus the 6.125 by eight for Nikushkin, which way do you lean? I mean, I, I like the way that Kadri produced in the postseason. And I think that's, that's kind of what I'm hooked on right now. Um, but I think, logistically, if those are your two options, you go with Nichuskin just because he is a couple of years younger than Kadri and he can, you know, absorb that eight year pretty well. Like you're, you're not going to be going until he's 39. You're going to be going until he's what? 36, 37. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think you, given, you those two options, so- given those two options, Nichuskin was, was the right option. And and let's be honest, he's a cadre still wild card with, with how many games is he going to miss each year? Yeah. You know, he, he plays with the edge, it, you know, the switch just doesn't usually flip. It, it takes a bit. Um, you know, the question is where does cadre end up? And I mean, to me, you know, Nashville should be taking a look at him. Jersey should definitely be taking a look at him. But I, if, if I, I, for whatever reason, I keep thinking Calgary is where he ends up. Him and Kachuk on the same team. I mean, a couple of rats. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't mind that. Like, I, I think he would be, uh, I mean, they'd become the most hated team in the league. Oh, absolutely. But they would be extremely productive. And for Kadri to head home back to Canada, yep. you know, why not? I, I mean, I could see Brad Tree living now pursuing Kadri. <laughs> now that I, you put I, it out there. I just, yeah. I mean, he probably listens. I mean, Brad Tree Living. I mean, he yeah. used to used to run the league, uh, the CHL, when I was in the league. So I'm sure he listens to us. Yeah, because why, why wouldn't you know? Why wouldn't Tree <laughs> listen to us? Um, no, I, I. That's my prediction: is Kadri to Calgary. Yeah, I, I am very intrigued at the idea of him landing in New Jersey. Just, I would love to see how New Jersey is able to uh, use that cap space they have and what kind of team they put together with the pieces they've already picked up. Because right now I'm kind of, I'm stoked on on what they're doing and I'm excited to see what becomes of it and to see them become competitive again would be kind of fun. I don't think that's, that's happening this season. I think they're maybe a year or two down the road, but it'll be fun. So other guys unsigned here. Um, 
PK Subban, the biggest name, mm-hmm. but pause on him. Patrice Bergeron. It's Boston a retirement, we thinking? Is there any other? I mean, is he considering going elsewhere? Is he deciding between Boston and retirement? At 36, I don't know how many people are going to be taking a gamble on you, but I mean, you, you've produced pretty solid. He's pretty solid, dude. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he's, he's produced very solid in his career. Um, but I mean, I your think son that, doesn't know of a Selkie winner besides that guy. I don't know. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I, I don't know if it's so much a, a gamble as far as like what you're going to get if he stays healthy. I, I think the more you get in age, the more you're prone to injury. And I, I, I think that's, what's going to cause some teams a little hesitancy in trying to trying to bring him in. Um, but as far as a team that could use him, uh, probably would have to ask, Seven, seven and a half to bring him in. You'd think. I would guess. Um, yeah. I, Nashville could probably use him. Yeah, but I mean, but it's a lot of money. Is he, is he going anywhere but Boston is the question. Does he really want to go anywhere else? I, I, I guess it depends on his drive to, to continue playing hockey. Because uh, I don't know if Boston's going to give him another offer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a question. Um, Phil Kessel is another big name out there, but you know he's near in the end. Um, mm-hmm. Anton Strawman's out there. Two defensemen. Danny DeKaiser and Kelvin DeHaan did not sign yesterday. And those are some real solid four to six million dollar two slash three number two, number three defensemen that mm-hmm. teams can jump on. DeKaiser a little older, but I mean, those, those are two guys that I expect in the next week we're going to see you know, get paid a bit in the second wave of, of free agent signings. Yeah. And um, I, by half the league will want those guys. Right. Uh, I mean, just given uh, who has the space, who, who do you think wants them? I actually the most. When, when, when Detroit said they weren't bringing back to Kaiser, I thought Kelvin DeHaan was ticketed for Detroit and, and he, he still maybe. Um, I, I I just see I see there I think the Islanders could use an upgrade on the back end. I also mm-hmm. think Winnipeg is probably playing from what from things I've read and heard is that Winnipeg could be a Dahan landing spot. I mean, it's just a solid skating defenseman. He upgrades anybody's back end. I, I was really surprised he didn't go in the first day of, of free agency. That was probably my biggest shock of the no signing was was Calvin Dahan of all the names that are still UFAs out there. Yeah. Um what about um, a team who, who's already in the running who could use uh, shoring up some defense like like a Calgary? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, for some reason, Calgary doesn't scream Calvin DeHaan for me. I, to me, it doesn't scream defense to me, but you know. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's <laughs> probably why I wasn't, probably why I don't have him on the radar for upgrading their, their defense. Yeah, Um yeah, but you know, so there's our there's our winners and our losers. Um, you know, really, when you look at the East, uh, Tampa and Carolina, they're still going to rule the conference. I think. Yeah, one hundred percent. Although, I, I'm curious to see what happens with Toronto. Isn't everybody? Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, they just, they did so well in the Atlantic last year. I mean, minus, you know, finishing behind Florida. Um, they just, they looked like they were 
clicking on all cylinders most of that season and then hit that hit that hot Tampa team in the first round. So yep. um I'm just and, and there's not much they can do with their roster. No, there isn't. They're pretty tight in. Yep. So I'm I'm wondering how that uh you know, essentially treading of water is going to, you know, line up for them in the Atlantic and, you know, who improves, who might be able to bounce them out of that top three. They're basically banking on Matt Murray being the answer to the problem. Yeah. That's that, that's what they're banking on is, is Matt Murray rebounding, um, you know, and not being an eight ninety three goaltender, you know, and he's going back to the nine twenty three Pittsburgh goaltender. That he was, you know, in 16, 17. Yeah. When he had a dazzling playoff run. So, I mean, that's the only upgrade Toronto did. I I, I don't think they got, I mean, did they get better? I, I, I don't know if, if that's better than a healthy Jack Campbell. I, I don't know if it's better. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's worse. Right. Like that's yeah. But to, once again, Toronto went into the off season knowing that there wasn't much they could do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Carolina and Ottawa, I think, are your biggest winners. Doesn't mean Ottawa's going to go any farther than, than they have, but, um, I mean, man, I just, the more I look at Carolina, holy crap. <laughs> right. I, I didn't see them getting that much better. No, and still I, I didn't expect better. them to. Yeah, like, I, I didn't even think that it was a possibility they were going to pick up somebody like Brett Burns to, to help them on D. Didn't think that was a possibility. They went out and yep. did it. Um, so I got a question for you. Yep. Out of all the deals that were made after the draft, who, what team got the best deal for the best forward? We'll do forward, defenseman, and goalie. But let's start with forward. Who was the best forward moved and who got the best deal? Free agent and trade counting? Yeah, either one. I, I, so I, it's a, I think either one of these are the best deal. Well, I mean, free best deal or best forward I'm, I'm gonna go with tie and i think these are interchangeable depending how it plays out um i think goudreau to columbus mm-hmm. and to bring it to ottawa are by far i mean ottawa didn't give up much at all in my opinion they, they they gave up a guy that's not even projected to score 40 goals to get a guy that does score 40 goals i mean they they didn't give up anything to chicago really of material value in my opinion to get to bring it mm-hmm. with all upside they're gonna have to pay him but all upside and then Gujo to Columbus. I mean, that's for less money than what it would have taken his lifelong or his career long team to retain him. How can you not count that as a great pickup? Okay. I I'm going to argue uh, the pickup of patch ready to Carolina. I, to me, that is uh, just because of where he's going what they and what they spent to get that, which was really nothing. Um, and what he's going to add to that team immediately, I think was if the, healthy, if healthy, yeah. uh, was the best pickup that we've seen so far this offseason. As uh, as forwards yeah, go, I, I can understand. I, I the reason I didn't have that in my top two there, or one and one, or one A and one B, is because there's still a question of health. Uh, yeah, he's he's not to me like DeBrincat and Goudreau. They're guaranteed. They're they're going to score where they're at. They've made their teams better. They did not have to max out on Goudreau and they didn't have to give up the farm figuratively and literally for Dabrinkit. So to me, that's why those are better than the Pasharetti. But if you're asking me which team made a move that wins them 
closer to a cup next year, then yeah, Carolina. I mean, that, that could be the, the, the X factor in winning a cup next year. So I, I could definitely see where you're coming from on that one. Yeah. Um, what about defensemen? Who, who got the best on defense? I, I'm not sure anybody, I mean, you know, I, I saw you put that up there and I was trying to, to rack my brain and I mean, the Zadorov deal in Calgary definitely helps. I mean, three, seven, five for him is a good number. Um, God, who, I mean, that was the thing is, I mean, am I, am I missing the big name D like all the D that signed were kind of, I mean, Ben chariot was a decent sized number. That was a good thing. I, you know what? I'm, uh, God, you're <laughs> Cernak, I think got overpaid. So okay. I don't think that was a great deal. Um, I mean, Sergachek to me was the no brainer for them to keep. That was, I mean, I, I guess I mean, by default, I guess I'll go the Sergachek deal. Um, but I think the real, you know, I think the dumbest signing was Latang. I don't like that deal at all. Um, and I also think that the Letty deal was sneaky good with a four by four. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a clear cut D winner on that. If you're going to talk value, if Letty stay, if Letty continues to do what he has and can finish out that contract, I think that could maybe one of the best. Um, but I mean, like probably in terms of most skill, the Sergachev deal is going to produce the most in the next eight years. Yeah. How about you? I, I mean, you got I, one that I missed. Uh, I'm I'm still racking my brain on that too. I mean, I'm still just blown away at. Uh, I'm gonna just beat a dead horse here. I'm blown away at Carolina picking up Brett Burn, Brent Burns. Um, I don't know if that's the. No, I mean that's the biggest defensive name that was thrown around. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the best deal that was made. I mean, they got him for next to nothing again. But. I don't know if, if that's like the best improvement for a team. Cause I mean, he, he is up there. He still produces, but he's up there. And I think now, health he is going to be an issue. He makes him deeper. He does. And he doesn't have to be the guy, the focal point, you know, and here's personality wise. It's kind of a perfect organization for him. Yeah. Burns going to the <laughs> bunch of jerks. I mean, right. and, and having fun with the family. Mean, that that's to me, it, it's a perfect landing spot for him. It works well. Yeah. You're going to ask me in then in the cage after this? Yeah. The goalie moves. I, I, I think the biggest upgrade is probably Edmonton. Yes. I, I was going to go with Campbell and Edmonton. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's pretty easy. Um, I, I think Colorado upgraded. Um, I don't think Washington necessarily got better by picking up Kemper. Yeah, um, I don't think so. I think I think New York did a really nice thing with their backup, yeah. replacing Gregorov with Halak. I think that that's a solid, solid um, piece there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, probably, you know, the Vili Huso deal, I think helps because 
Nedvedev with his injuries. Now you have a solid backup there. You can take a load off him a bit if Huso's, you know, flash in the pan isn't just a flash in the pan. Um, but I mean, the best signing is probably Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, keep and him then, on. then they got rid of Talbot after the wife and the agent decided to rip on Bill Guerin. So probably, <laughs> I think the best signing is probably Minnesota. I think the biggest upgrade is Edmonton in the goalie situation. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I Mark andre Fleury signing with Minnesota was big, at mm-hmm. least for like a stability in, in that position for Minnesota. Um, I, I like the upgrade that Colorado made, yeah. uh, you know, bringing Gorgiev over. Um, yeah, but I, I still think uh, Campbell in Edmonton, you're, you're right, that, that it was a team that really needed to focus on that position and upgrade as best they could because, you know, Mike Smith wasn't cutting it, obviously. No, not at all. Not at all. What are we picking this week? Do we have picks? Yeah. Um, what are you, what, what are you doing, man? We got, we, I mean, I, bet 99 I, needs us to pick something. Right. <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, yeah, I got nothing. What, what was that, uh, that you've been watching the, the three, three ice. It's called three ice. ice. Yeah. <laughs> do we pick any of that? Uh, do we pick any of the ultimate disc league teams that, that are playing this weekend? I, I, I've missed that entry into the sports world. I missed oh, something. Yes. Ultimate oh. Frisbee has a, has a professional league called the Ultimate Disc League. Colorado I has a team. I didn't know what Ultimate Frisbee was until I got to college. And then I just played it because people did it in your murals. Um, and then I like watched like serious like club like Ultimate that were on the same field one day. And I was like, oh, holy crap. Like this is some serious stuff for the people that take it serious. Uh, it kinda, it's a, it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, three ices up in London, Ontario this weekend. You know, okay. the six teams have moved down there. I, I, I don't, I mean. Yeah. Oh, you know what? G- give me two games from the three ice. We'll, let's pick two games of that. We'll pick two games of the ultimate disc league. Two. Well, there's three, we, we can do three games. There's three opening round games, you know, in, in three ice. Cause there's six uh, teams. Sure. Let's do it. Let's do three games of uh, three ice. We'll do two games of uh, ultimate disc league. Oh, okay. Okay. You gotta, man, you're uh Ultimate disc <laughs> Why not? I uh, yeah yeah I, I, I've got the schedule up here. Okay. We'll we'll pick a couple of Saturday games. Okay. Well, while you're pulling up three ice, let's see I got the it. Ultimate. I got it. The week week five schedule. Okay. Budweiser Gardens in London, Ontario. Okay. Get your popcorn ready. Starting at three o'clock Eastern. A.M. <laughs> no P.M. P.M. They okay. play all the PM. games. You got to got to win three. Got to win three. It, it's a six team format. Okay. You each of the winners of the three games goes to the semifinals, and the most, the highest scoring loser of round one goes to the, the semifinals. Okay, that's how they get down to four. Um, okay, you've got Team Fuhr coming in at one and six versus Team Murphy at three and five. I'm going Team Murphy. I'm on Team Murphy. I'm, I'm going Fuhr. I think they're going to break their five game losing streak. I don't like Team Murphy. They're minus 15 on the season. They, they can't keep the fuck out of that. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Game number two. Team Trottier versus Team LeClaire. By the way, those are the coaches of the teams. That's how they got right, Trottier five and three. LeClaire coming in at four and four. I like LeClaire. So they're they're going to get above 500. 
I'm going to go Trachi. That cowboy hat that he's rocking on the bench, it, it's, it's, been, it's been some luckiness for him. I think, I think Trachi takes it. Okay. And then you have uh, Team Mullen at 10-2 and two versus Team Carbono at 1-4. and four. What was the first one, Mullen? Mullen, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Oh, yeah, Mullen. They've, they've won two weeks. They've got two <laughs> championships under their belt. Um, I've, I've got them. All right. Okay. Yeah, they've won, they've won half the championships so far. I mean, you got a team with, you know, one win. You're not really going to bet on them, are you? Okay. Here we go. Two games being played on Saturday, uh, July 16th in the Ultimate Disc League. We have the really, Car- are we really doing this. We're really doing this. We are absolutely doing this. Um, and, and unfortunately, the, the team from Colorado is playing on Friday, so we're not going to be able to pick oh, them. That's, yeah, the Colorado Summit. Me. Yeah. Um, all right. First game, Saturday. On the 16th, the Carolina Flyers versus the Pittsburgh Thunderbirds. That's a, uh, it's a big, big, uh, is that a South Division? Oh, Pittsburgh. Car- Carolina, 10 and 1 on the year for Carolina mm-hmm. versus the foreign, oh, Chicago, a foreign, um, there are some interesting cities here. <laughs> like, <Right? it's>, huh, <laughs> okay, Madison, Wisconsin in the league. Didn't, didn't have that. Uh, Carolina, I mean, they're just on a roll, man. How, how can you bet against Carolina? You could try, but you'd fail. All right, Carolina. Yeah. Um, you know what, what, what? Do you know what what Carolina they are? Do, do we know where they're, where I, they're based I, out of? I, uh, no. I, I, given their logo, I'm guessing North. Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at Pittsburgh. Never mind. Um, I'm guessing North Carolina because they, they've got the the, the they, they're in Durham, North Carolina. They play at Durham County Memorial Stadium, by the way. All right. Um, you know, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. We just talked about how you can't go against them. I'm going to go against them. I'm going Pittsburgh. All right. Wow. Game number two. I, I mean, really, can we, can we go deeper on this? You want to go deeper? Just kidding. <laughs> no, not, not, not at all. All right. Uh, game number all. two in our final pick for the week. We have the Atlanta Hustle versus the Tampa Bay Cannons. Dun, 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 dun. Do the hustle. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut uh, that. We, we, we can't do that. We don't have the rights to that. Oh, we don't. But that was, I thought if you don't play the music, you're okay. No? Mm-hmm. Nope. That, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, South. Oh, my hustle God. Five and four versus the versus Tampa Bay. And is at 0 and 8. Where, who's, the home team? who's the home team? Uh, it is the Tampa Bay Cannons. Oh, uh, Tampa. I, I think Brady's going to be on hand. I think it's going to get him going. Um, maybe, you know what? Actually, there's a rumor. I heard a rumor. I don't know if this is true. Um, I heard a rumor that Gronk may show up. I don't know if he's going to play, but but I heard that Gronk may, may be there versus the hustle. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there from okay. my sources. Right. Sources. From my sources, sources say. My sources, yep. Um, I, I think Tampa gets gets their first win. Um, you know, St. Petersburg High School. That's where that game. They're going to be, be celebrating. That's where the game's at. Yeah, they're, they're going to be. Yeah, that. No, they're they are not. They they're going to be zero and nine after Saturday. I'm taking Atlanta. Oh, that's... stick with the hustle, man. We we are we three different picks in the three out of five, four out of five. Uh, four out of five were different. Yep. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Big week for us. Big week. I think, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I can't believe you have no thought of Tampa. I mean, Tampa, they, they got to break out of it, man. They got to break out of it. it they, they have to, but I don't think it's going to be against Atlanta. I mean, the, 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 you know, 
the hustle are really good on the road. So I'm just, mm. yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, stick with that. A- AUDL, man. It's a, uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. And TV. Yeah. What are they on the regional sports networks? Is that yeah, on the regional sports? Yep. Your local <laughs> regional sports network. Absolutely. But by the way, just looking quickly at the, uh, the uh, like kind of schedule and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, it's a wide range of the type of stadiums these guys play in. Yeah. Like some high school fields. Looks like the Colorado team plays a DU's lacrosse field. Yep. You know, like we just talked about the Chicago team or the uh, Tampa team plays at a high school. Some of them play at uh, what the MLS two stadiums, I, I think is what they are. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, uh, <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. Didn't know <laughs> this was you a do. thing. Chicago <laughs> team plays at a high school field. Yeah. It, it, wow. Good to know. Yep. Unfortunately, no, no team here in St. Louis for me to go. At. Now, have you been to a game? Um, I have not, but I do have a story regarding this league that I'm saving for my parting. Thought. Oh, okay. So the, the, the this was like a, yeah, you were segueing without me realizing it. Yep. Did, did the Minnesota Windchill, great name, by the way, great name, the <laughs> Minnesota Windchill. Did they play Colorado this year? Uh, I haven't seen them on the schedule yet against Colorado. So um, I would have wondered if you and Lonnie had a, had a thing. And by the way, I mean, Minnesota plays at a place called Seafoam Stadium. <laughs> It's Concordia University's football stadium, by the way. Yeah, but I mean that's a that that could be the best name. That's the the wind chill. I mean, win with the frisbee. I I really like that name. That, that's a good one. Um, I I like the San Diego Growlers, but I wish it was like the Newfoundland Growlers. I wish they too would have just a big container of beer as their logo instead of yes. a dog. Yes. That would be I mean, that's where they got the name from is, is for the beer. Let's not kid. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, everybody else is like, oh, okay. The DC breeze or right. New York's is terrible. Oh yeah. The, the New York empire. empire. Yeah. Come on. Really? I um, mean, that's, that's Colorado summit's cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Salt Lake shred. I like, I mean, a little nod to, to the ski culture there. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, as far as uh, animal logos, the Oakland Spiders, not bad. It's, I, it's always cool when you put a spider name up there. You know, right, the, you yeah. know Richmond University. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't get the Madison Rascals. Not a fan of that one. Yeah. The, the Indianapolis, the Alley Cats. Okay, Alley, Speed Pit. I mean, they're, they're going on Indianapolis 500. Pittsburgh Thunderbirds are like kidding me. Detroit Mechanics with the X, that's forcing the issue. That's just forcing cute. <laughs> that's, 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 that's minor league forcement of cute. And I'm yeah. not here for it. No. Wait, wait, yeah. What league do you think this is? Come on. Come up with yeah, a better yeah, name. Exactly. Yeah. Minnesota Winchell has, has, is probably my favorite name in the league. Yeah. That one's, that one's, that one's solid. There you go. Yeah. That is deep on disc. <laughs> that was deeper than I was thinking we were going to go. <sighs> You get me started on logos and st- you like, I looked up logos and things happened. Yeah. We, we go down rabbit holes. That That's what we're known for on this podcast and yes. making way too early predictions, but, which by the way, our, our uh, early season predictions, I, until we went over it last episode, I didn't realize I actually picked the Stanley cup. 
I had Colorado and Tampa Bay playing each other in Colorado winning. You had both? Really? I had really? both. Yeah. I, I, had, I had Colorado in the cup. Yeah. But yeah, Rich. I had uh, Colorado in, in Tampa. So Jacob and you had the winners. Mm-hmm. Well, Jacob had Colorado and Tampa too. Uh, yeah, he did. Ooh. Huh. You got to go to the tiebreaker there. Let's see. Who was the Calder? He had Cole Caulfield. You had uh, Calder. Sorry. Did we? Oh, we didn't do a Con Smythe. Never mind. Nope. We didn't do a Con Smythe. So. Oh, did you do that? You did the records there at the bottom. I, I, uh, that was Jacob's doing, but. Uh, so you got six, right? You won. You got six out of our 12 predictions, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry. 14 predictions, right? I can't math. Oh yeah. Math. Six and eight <laughs> leads the way of predictions. Close uh, to 500 baby. Lonnie at one and 13. Leading, <laughs> leading the losers. Uh, well, Good for you. Congratulations. Getting it right. I, I win this. I win our bracket challenge and the fantasy hockey. I'm on a roll. I'm on a I'm, Just I'm on cloud nine you. right now. Yeah. Just ask you. Rub it in. Rub it in. I'll rub it in when I get my stake. Uh, so before we go. Yes. Is Carolina, your team to beat in the Stanley Cup next year? Uh, for the way too early predictions that we're yep. going to revise five times. Um, yes. I, I think uh, okay. they are my team to beat. For the Stanley Cup. I you. would say Detroit because they tend to win it the year after Colorado. No, wins. they're not doing that. But they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're they can't. No, they're, it's yep. out there. Fair enough. Okay. All right. You know, we'll, uh, we'll trim up those picks and uh, we'll get those two really there. And if you need to trim other things, Manscaped's the way to do it. Manscaped.com slash pro hockey news. Get your 20% discount. Your twig and your berries and your back and your chest and everything that you want to scape. But Manscaped will be better for you. Manscaped.com slash pro hockey news. Get your grooming in. Time to go, Richard. Yep. Parting thoughts. I want to hear about disc golf. Okay. Or, or fris- what, what is it? Ultimate it, it, it disc- it's the ultimate disc league ultimate. and it is ultimate. I don't think they can call it Frisbee. It's, it's ultimate disc. Because Frisbee is a brand name. Frisbee is a brand name, yep. which I think Whammo dropped. If I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they dropped the name Frisbee, but we'll get back to, we'll get to that at the later date. Um, so my story with the ultimate disc league, when Colorado announced they were going to have a team and they were going to unveil their new jerseys, I thought I need to be there for this. So I, I tell, I tell my, you know, my employer, I need to go cover this for us. Nobody else is going to be covering this, you know, we need to go cover these, these jerseys. Cause you know, that's, that's what we do on this podcast and what I like to do in my spare time. So I show up thinking I'm going to get some, some video of these new jerseys being released. And then, you know, I'll be able to make like a short clip. And I did end up making a short video and post it online did fairly well. Um, I show up at the office. They're going to have the press conference. I am greeted by somebody outside the building. He asked me, are you with channel nine? I said, yeah, I'm with channel nine. Okay, great. We've moved from this office to the basement. We're like, oh, okay, this is just going downhill. So I go into the basement and um, I'm the only media representative there whatsoever. They have a former Bronco who's there, who's also like part owner in the team. Um, they have their, uh, their front sponsor, Starbuds, which is a marijuana dispensary. Shocker. Um, Everybody is there and acting as if this is a full-blown press conference. And I'm standing there like, 
I'm just here to get video of the Jersey and then leave guys. I'm not here to like do interviews with the players. Like, I don't know who any of these guys are, uh, but they do this full blown press conference. I'm just getting photos and video of, of the jerseys. And uh, it was just the most ridiculous uh, sports experience I have ever had. Look what you're covering. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's always, it's always, you don't, those are the best stories in news. When you get that, those kind of random things, but Hey, you know what? Good on them for thinking their brand meant something. They should, they should believe in what they have. Well, absolutely. I, I mean, I expected nothing less and I got so much more. So, there you go. Uh, but, but by the way, uh, Mattel bought Frisbee from Whammo in 1994. Okay. So it's been a while. It has been a while. It's been a while that it hasn't been Whammo. Right. <laughs> we're, we're a little behind on that story. That's great. That's great. I've just been with the Ultimate Disc League, so I've been preoccupied. Yeah, yeah. So, my closing thing is it's, it's been a fun week here in, in the Minnick household. My oldest is at her uh, first big time sleepaway camp experience. My youngest is is an only child for bas- you know the first time for an extended time and living it up. Um, a couple weeks ago, she was walking around the house. My wife is big in pictures. There's family pictures all over the house, and Roy goes, "How come there's no pictures like just me with mommy and daddy?" It's like, well, why would we ever do family pictures with just you, your sister and all that? Okay. So I came up with the idea. I talked to the wife. I was like, hey, I'm like, we should do family pictures when Grace is at overnight camp. And we did yesterday before we went to a nice dinner. We did family pictures with the youngest without the oldest. So now there's, and I can't wait for them like to show up and the oldest to be like, huh, this is what you did when I was gone. <laughs> but yeah. So the youngest is living her best life as an only child. That's great. Yeah. That's so great. Fun, fun stuff. Well, that'll do it for us. Another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Thank you to the Chicago Bulls Merchandise Store, Manscaped, and LDE Affinity Jewelry for supporting this extravaganza. We are on our abnormal schedule, so make sure you subscribe and like and all that. Follow us at Pro Hockey News on the Twitter and online. And if you subscribe, like I said, Richard will put them up there and We'll, have, we'll definitely have episodes throughout the summer when, when important oh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's a supposedly a big Jersey announcement coming about the yeah. reverse retros making a return. So, I mean, that's a topic that this and Lonnie, we get Lonnie and I mean, I mean, we're not going to miss that breaking news. Oh, yeah. No, he's dropping everything to join us. For yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, stay out. We're, we're in pop-up mode uh, and we will talk to you next time. This has been another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast.